back to the podcast, guys. Welcome back to Med School. This is Rita, and today my co-host is Anifa Burke. Hello, guys. Thanks for having me on Med School. Thank you for coming, Anifa. So I know you guys are used to having Hafsa as my co-host. Uh, Hafsa will still be recording the podcast. We're just going to be going alternative uh, weeks because her timetable and my timetable are very different. But we are working very hard to bring you guys very good quality content and good quantity. And speaking of quality content, I'm super excited about today's episode. All right. What's our episode today? So we're going to talk about the season of giving. And I'm not talking about Christmas. I'm talking about the cold and flu. All right. The gift that keeps on giving. Yes. So paint us a picture. How do you imagine the cold or the flu happening? Well, it's a wintry day. Mm-hmm. I sit down in my classroom. Are you cozy? Oh, yeah. I'm very cozy. You know, I got my hair did. My lip gloss is popping. But <laughs> are you wearing a sweater? I am. You know, it's winter. I got my pumpkin spice latte. Oh. I don't drink coffee. Um, <laughs> and you know, it's a good day. I feel, I'm feeling myself, but then I sit down and here comes Joe Bloggs. Oh, what? was Joe Bloggs? <laughs> Every other student out there that does not cover their mouth or their nose when they're coughing or sneezing. Oh God. Yeah. So here comes Joe Bloggs. He looks fine today. Oh. Except for that runny nose. No. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Muscles rippling. Nose are running. <laughs> he sits down next to me and he's like, Achoo, Anifa. Oh. And I'm like, bro, no covering of his mouth. No covering of his nose. He just turns his head. And as he's saying my name, he sneezes on me. Ew. At this point, is Joe disgusting. Oh, Joe is very disgusting. Muscles don't matter. No. Ladies, muscles do not matter. If he sneezes on you, it's over. That's yes. it. If he has poor coughing and sneezing etiquette, kick him to the curb. That's right. Come here for relationship advice. <laughs> so, Rita, you telling about relationship advice? How do you cover your cough and your, your sneeze? <laughs> well, the way I keep my man is <laughs> I cough uh, inside my arm. So I just uh, cough or sneeze uh, and I use the inside of my arm to cover my face. Oh, yeah. And then you give him a nice big hug with that Ew. sneezy arm, right? Yes. Oh. Make sure make sure to hit his hand with the inside of my arm as well. Oh, You nice. know, infect as many people as possible. But you're a lady. Why don't you have any tissues? That's true. I don't know. <laughs> well, as some of you may know and some of you that don't know, the proper way to cough and sneeze is to cough into your upper sleeve. Especially if you don't have a tissue. Because if you have that issue, you must use that tissue. Ooh. <laughs> Give it up. Give Thank it up you. for anything. Thank you. I try. If you don't have a tissue available, your sleeve is the next best option. And I mean, if you happen to cough in your hand or sneeze in your hand, I mean, it does happen to the best of us. You're caught and it just pops out. It's over. It's already in your hand. <laughs> what do you please do? Please don't wipe it. I've seen this happen in class where someone has sneezed in their hand and I've seen what's come out and Ew. they've just, yeah. And they've just wiped it on their pants. Do please don't do that. Yes. <laughs> just <laughs> get up, wash your hands. Don't touch any door handles. No. Don't touch your friend. Don't Beeline straight to the bathroom. Don't shake any hands on your way there. Don't give any high fives. Don't share any phones, yes. please. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Make sure you head straight to that bathroom. Yes. And wash your hands with soap. 
gentleman. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Say it again. <laughs> and that's a good way to prevent the spread of cold and flu. This Ooh. is a public service announcement. Yes. You're welcome, everybody. All right. So, Rita, can you tell our lovely audience mm-hmm. how the flu virus works? Okay. So, I, I think I want to say first that there's a distinction between cold and flu. So, people tell you, oh, I'm catching a cold. And they might assume that it's the same thing as a flu. They're completely different. Cold will come on gradually, whereas flu will just... Bam. Wow. You're getting the symptoms. You're feeling tired. Dead. You got muscle aches, fever. You just want to sleep. That's it. That sounds like my normal day. Wow. Yeah. I hit the gym. My muscle aches. (laughs) (laughs) These people be working me hard out here in med school. Yeah. You get get fever by the end of the day. Oh, yeah. I got the fever for my bed, you know? Yeah. Oh, man. Talking about a good night's sleep. Oh, yeah. It's like no other. Oh, also a good... A remedy for the flu, I hear. Yes. Please rest. If you have the flu or you're sick, rest and exercise, eat well, hydrate. So you were telling me about the flu. So tell me a little bit more about it. Oh, yeah. So I think the the, the interesting thing is catching a cold will show up gradually. So you'll get maybe a runny nose, scratchy throat, watery eyes. You won't You won't feel as tired as getting the flu. Okay. But something cool is, well, not cool for us, but cool in science Yeah, is you can't prevent the cold like you can prevent the flu. So you can get a flu vaccine every season, but you can't get a cold vaccine to prevent the cold. Why not? So the cold, it mainly comes on because of many, many different viruses, but the most common virus is the rhinovirus. Yeah. And that's like a family of over 200 different strains of the rhinovirus itself. Mm, sounds like a strong man. <laughs> The rhinovirus. Oh yes, he likes them big. I'm, I'm hinting um, what at. Do Ma- they like big? I'm, I'm hinting at Madagascar. Oh okay. Uh, no, never mind. That was a hippo, not a rhino. Moving on is, <laughs> can you imagine making a vaccine for over 200 strains of a virus? And you know, keep in mind, it's constantly mutating. It's constantly changing. So you would have to, you know, change that vaccine every season. So it's a teenage mutant ninja virus. Yes. Oh. Teenage mutant ninja virus. <laughs> So I know a lot of people don't like to get their flu jabs and, you know, that's to the detriment of the rest of us. So why do you think people don't want to get their flu jabs? I think the biggest, the the most serious argument anybody could give me would be from an anti-vaxxer standpoint. Oh, I don't want to get the flu jab because I don't want to get the flu. And is there any basis to that? Not really. If you're getting a flu jab, you'll definitely not get the flu. Worst thing that could happen to you is you get a little bit itchy maybe where you got the jab. It gets a little bit red and you will be fine. Uh, it's a great preventative me- measure. The flu is actually way more serious than just the common cold. So you're better off getting the vaccine than just risking your chances. Yeah, but did you know that the flu vaccine only has a 60% protective mechanism? Mm, that's really interesting. I mean, is that needle worth it? I think so. I think 60% is it's pretty good. I'm also going to half your number. Oh. Yeah. So it also can go down to 20 or 30%. If you get like the seasonal flu, flu vaccine, if it's a bad year, you can protective mechanism goes down to 20 or 30. Oh, okay. Yeah, because they have to they have to change the vaccine every year because they have to kind of predict what kind of viruses are going to be more prevalent. But here's the difficulty with that is that when they're making vaccines, they choose mm, maybe two or three different strains selected to be in the vaccine. 
So did you know that you have about 18 hemagglutinins is what they call. So that's mm-hmm. your H part of your flu virus. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever heard like H1, N1. Yeah. Yeah. This is what this is. So you can have 18 different types of that. Mm-hmm. And then your N, which is your neuroaminidases. Mm-hmm. Please forgive my pronunciation. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> um, it, they're about nine. So can you imagine? 18 yeah. just H's nine of n's all the possibilities oh yes so and you only have three different strains in that vaccine wow so this is why it's important because um you know the flu can mutate it can you know you can have lots of changes each year Mm -hmm. like for example you were telling me the other day for example the antigenic shift the antigenic drift yeah i think that's a major component of how we get our vaccines and you know why it's important to have them with antigenic drift uh, it means that the influenza virus the flu virus is changing and it mutates each year so the hopes are that when you have the vaccine um, you're not too worried about getting the flu virus because you have some protective mechanism against different strains right mm-hmm. um but uh, both both influenza A and B can undergo antigenic drift. Okay. So now with antigenic shift, it's a little bit more dangerous. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if you remember years ago where we had the swine flu. Yeah. What was the other one? The bird flu. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. It was crazy. I'm yes. pretty sure I got swine flu. Really? Oh, yeah. It was a tough time, man. Wow. Yeah, it was inside and like fever, like really intense fever i had the window opening it was snowing oh man hallucinations really yeah it was crazy so yeah i mean it's this is why antigenic shift is dangerous because you know it can happen in three ways either your human virus the human influenza virus infects another animal for example when like swine flu the pig can get infected from another animal type right yeah the two viruses can mix and boom there you, you go. You got a new flu virus. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. And what do we do? Because we're not prepared for that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, you can get a strain of bird flu. Remember, we had bird flu as well. Yes. And it was a tough time, wasn't it? And, you know, that can pass to us without undergoing any genetic change. Yeah. Yeah. And we're also not prepared for that. So. No, of course not. Yeah. The flu is a serious thing. Yeah. So please take it seriously. Yeah. <laughs> So, Rita, what do you think our audience can do to not only prevent, but help to alleviate the symptoms of the flu and the cold, um, you know, so we don't have such a big problem? Yeah. Well, we spoke about the vaccine, so I really want to stress that out. Um, But if you're not getting the vaccine done and you're feeling like a flu's coming up, please go check your GP. I know, I mean, there's definitely like rest, you know, exercise, hydrate, all these things. But I think really important for you to go and check with your GP and don't self-medicate. Don't tell yourself, oh, I'm going to take some antibiotics and, you know, yeah. that'll fix everything. Because like we said, the flu, the common cold, they're both virus based. So antibiotics is not going to do anything to you. Why is it, that? It's going to cause antibiotic resistance. Basically, the antibiotic is just going to come to your body, come inside, and then uh, destroy any bacteria that's already there. And at that point, there is no bacteria that's causing you any harm. So the only thing that it's doing is just causing mutations. Yeah. So at any point in your life, if you actually really need that um, antibiotic and you've developed resistance to it, that's it. 
Yeah. Your body's not going to respond to it at all. And that's a crisis because imagine not responding to any antibiotics. Yeah. Because you've maybe not adhered to your antibiotic program. Yeah. But isn't more the bacteria is not responding to exactly your antibiotics. So, yeah, it's um, it's quite crazy. And yeah. I think the major difference that people need to know is that bacteria are very, very different from oh, viruses, yeah. you know. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. The, the way of infection is very, very different. If you guys would like, we, we could put a diagram up on, on our Instagram. Yeah, that yeah. sounds good. And, you know, we I think a lot of people take for granted that, you know, there are populations out there that are very susceptible to, you know, flu viruses and other viruses, actually, which yes. brings us to our anti-vax <laughs> debate. I mean, which which would be, I think we need more time for that. Yeah. But, um, you know, people that have asthma are more susceptible to, you know, more detrimental effects from the cold and flu. Um, babies, especially, yeah. you know, some babies aren't allowed to have the shot at a certain point. Yeah. You know, um, elderly yes. patients, because, you know, they're sometimes they're a bit, little bit immunocompromised mm-hmm. as you get older. Yeah. And people undergoing you know? treatment, man. Like people oh, undergoing yeah. chemo. chemotherapy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You're, you're not only protecting yourself from diseases, but you're protecting your, the general population as well. Yeah. So there, it's definitely something to think about. Yes. And we call that herd immunity. So, yeah. I mean, it'll come up at some point in your medical school lifetime yes. or I don't know, even if, even if you just work at a hospital, mm-hmm. you'll probably hear it at some point. And it's more to do with protecting those that can't protect themselves. Yes. So if everybody can't take the vaccine, if you take the vaccine, you reduce your risk of spreading you know or transmitting the disease to other people although if any of you guys are listening and are in the medical field and are anti-vaxxers or um just generally are anti-vaxxers you don't have to be in a medical field we are very interested in hearing you out and hearing your position out so if you'd like to send us a dm at the med school on instagram school is spelled without an h or just come on this podcast and we could have a debate here i think that would be so interesting to hear your perspective a debate let's call it a debate not an argument (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's a good debate yeah um so yeah i think what people also to remember is that like you said antibiotics are not gonna treat your flu yeah but um you know there are other methods that can alleviate the symptoms because you cannot get rid of the flu virus itself Mm. so you know like we said you know drinking more fluid and you know sometimes you will have to get over-the-counter medications but you know you talk to your pharmacist you talk to your doctor and you find out you know maybe if you're severely um severely congested sorry it's you know you may need some decongestions or you know make sure you're taking care of yourself in the meantime keep warm and yeah and make sure to exercise i've heard a lot of people say well i'm sick i i'm gonna stop exercising for now Mm -hmm. it doesn't lower your immunity or i'm sick i'm not gonna drink milk yeah that also you know that doesn't lower your immunity it doesn't lower your you know chances of getting better quicker live a normal life just make sure to rest when you when your body tells you to make sure to hydrate better Mm -hmm. and i think take care of yourself and just keep up to date or keep your doctor up to date with whatever you're going through even if it seems like it's no big deal you might be taking the wrong medication and that really affects your health maybe not now but for sure in the future but i believe there's like a certain time you should exercise though i think when you first get sick 
it's probably ideal to rest and yeah. then yeah, once you start oh, yeah, like, feeling better <laughs> you know like... don't go hit the treadmill and you're like oh like no more flu like you know you, you must take your time with it yeah. give your body a chance to heal and... <laughs> you're like oh my god i can't move at all but i have to work out i just have to oh my gosh like a trainer i think you'd yeah. be that doctor get the gym oh man you know have you seen that video, by the way? No. Oh, the trainer like walks into Popeyes or yeah. some like uh, donut shop, yeah. that, like, <gasps> and he yells at people. Oh, he kicks the the guy's donuts out of his no. hand, and he's like, "Don't you do?" Th-. I can imagine you doing that. I, you know what? I did that once. There was this girl in high school who I don't know what happened, but we were in recess, and we had a little. We call it con- uh, canteen. Uh, yeah yeah and you go buy some chips or whatever chocolates and um we were having a pleasant conversation and she snapped she's like you know what i'm on a diet starting right now how old were you we were like 17 oh wow yeah diet culture is very 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 there yes um we should we not we should we have an episode planned for that especially so obviously tune in for that but you know regardless of of what that entails she decided to eat healthy starting that moment yeah and she's like if at any point during this recess i have fast food chips anything in my hand knock it out of my hand throw it in the trash i don't care what you do as long as you do it i bet she regretted that and so i was like sure I'll do it because I imagine if I were to ask someone to do that, I'd want them to. Oh, I don't know, Rita. So, <laughs> I don't know. I took her seriously. So because uh, she, she looked pretty serious. And anyways, she, she goes and she buys two bags of chips. Did you take them? Um, Not exactly. I kind of waited for her to open the bag because I wasn't looking. And she opened the bag and uh, I heard the bag open and I looked over and I saw the bag of chips open and i saw her reach for the first chip yeah and i slammed it out of her hand it was not gentle it was not nurturing can... it was not calm at all i can imagine <laughs> diet man oh diet my man. god <laughs> and let me tell you i expected some gratitude from this girl i expected i expected her to look at me and be like oh wow thank you i've realized the wrong what do you say the wrong of my ways like and instead she just looked at me she was fuming oh. and she immediately went and bought another bag of chips well, i guess that diet was over and eh? she was like if you dare if you dare touch my bag again and I don't know what she said because I didn't. I kind of like blacked out after that. I was like, "Oh no, <laughs> I should have probably never done that." So yes, I, I would definitely be that trainer. <laughs> oh, I take you seriously. If you tell me to do something, I'm gonna do it. Okay, that's fair. If I told you to throw a bag of chips out of my hand, you you wouldn't do it. I would, yeah, but see? I'm sure you'd be mad, especially if you just spent your hard-earned money, your last. 10 euros it wasn't it was literally i'll tell you how much it was it was 33 cents wow it was not that's that a lot it's for not, a teenager you know that's probably the I last mean, of her allowance it's not it's not it was not about the money i think it was just more about the, the, chips. the snack itself <laughs> it's gone my food no <laughs> all right is there anything else we should let the folks know about cold and flu season yeah Speaking of high school, when I was in high school, I never, ever, ever, ever dared 
to shower and then leave the house directly after I showered with wet hair. Wow. Because Sounds I, like a, I don't know, a little ritual you got there. What's happening? It's not, it's not my ritual. I would never hear the end of it from my mom or my grandma or my aunt or whoever was in the house at that time. And the reason was, if you go out with wet hair, you're going to get so sick. <laughs> a myth that's like transcended every culture, every race, every ethnicity is just... So you had that too? Oh, yeah. This is... Uh, it's an old wives' tales. Yeah. It's spread across the land, across the water. <laughs> like it's, Yes. It never dies. And the, the best part was uh, me telling them, no, I don't care. I don't believe you. I'm fine. My immunity's great. Yeah. Going out, getting sick the next day. And them telling me, I told you so. Yeah. That was the worst part. <laughs> Hearing them tell me that they told me so. So I'm guessing there's some basis to it. Yeah. But I feel like their explanation is most likely not what's causing the cold or the flu. No, it's not. So do you know what it is? I don't know, no, because I went on the internet and I kid you not, it's just a bunch of forums and maybe one article. Nobody's really done research on it or anything but the from the forms and the articles i've gathered that you know in winter your immunity is already low anyway yeah your vitamin d is lower you are in an enclosed space for longer periods of time your core temperature is a little bit lower maybe sometimes and so if we're talking about the common cold right not mm -hmm. about the flu itself and uh we're talking about the rhinovirus the rhinovirus loves to replicate in an, in a colder environment. Yeah. And I'm talking around 33 degrees Celsius. And that's in the nasal cavity. That's the temperature there. Um, so that's the optimal place. Yeah. And so from what I've gathered, you shower, you go outside, and your nasal cavity gets a little bit colder. Yeah. So you're lowering your core body temperature as well, aren't you? Yeah. I, I'm not too sure about the core body temperature. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm thinking nasal. Uh, like the just I'm thinking because I, I don't think it's a drastic change for mm -hmm. us. But I think for the virus itself. Oh, my God. They love it. Yeah. So um, it's fantastic breeding ground for rhinovirus. OK. And they just gather there. And the next day you get your runny nose your scratchy throat, and your mom telling you, I told you so. And uh, that's how wet hair can cause you to get the common cold, kind of, but not really. Mm -hmm. I mean, take it take it with a pinch of salt. All right. So myth busted? Yes, yes. I think so. Kind of. <laughs> a little bit. I don't want to say fully. <laughs> My mom listens to this podcast. <laughs> mom, you're right. Kind of. <laughs> Her hair is wet right now. No, no. Listen. <laughs> Don't at me. <laughs> um, yeah, so guys, please send us your um, pro-vax, anti-vax stances on Instagram. We would love to hear them and discuss them. Uh, we can discuss your opinions on this podcast, or you could just come on here and discuss them yourself. And I would say, you know, if you ever find yourself in a cold and flu environment... <laughs> Uh, make sure to cover your mouth, your nose, wash your hands. And don't be like, what's his name? Rob? Job? Oh, Joe Blogs. Joe Blob. Yes. Joe what? Blogs. Blogs. Yes. Okay. Is that a real person? No. Okay. It was something I was told as a teenager. Oh, one uh -huh. last thing before we go. If Joe Blogs was a surgeon or a person in a surgery room 
and he was wearing a mask and he really needed to sneeze because we know he loves to do that stuff. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, he needs to sneeze and the patient's being operated on. What does he do? Where does he look at to sneeze? You run. No, I'm joking. But (laughs) yeah, I mean, I think maybe I don't know if you'd run, but suppose he doesn't have the time to do that because he's Joe Bloggs. Um, I'll turn your head away from the patient. Mm-mm. So that's what I thought. But I was watching uh, Dr. Mike on YouTube. I don't know if you guys watch him. Do you watch him? No. He's a doctor uh, and he's very interesting. He does a lot of nice YouTube videos. You could follow him. Uh, and he was talking about how you cough in a surgery room. And he was saying that because you're wearing the mask over your face, you don't want to actually turn away from the patient. Because if you do, all your germs have the opportunity to just leave from the holes that your mask is creating from the size of your face whereas if you just face the patient Mm -hmm. the mask is shielding everything yeah oh that's interesting yeah so joe blogs would excel in a surgery room yeah because he'd be facing the patient anyways because we know he faced you oh yeah to sneeze so (laughs) he never faced me after that Good on you, Joe Vlogs. Good, good job. Next time, wear a mask. Yes, please. <laughs> and we've got to break that cycle as well with the use of the word germs. Oh. Yeah. Why? Because uh, what what are germs? Oh, I don't know. I think it's just like um easier term yeah. to like generalize. Things that are foreign. Yeah. That to the spread. body. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. But yeah, I, I see your point. You're right. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening and tuning in. Um, yeah, thank you. We really enjoyed uh, recording this episode. And tune in in two weeks' time for our next episode on sexual health. Yes. Woo, woo. Bam, chicka, wow, wow. Yay. <laughs>